we were at a uh, at a conference this past week, and uh, and one of the encouraging things that was said, it's just such a great reminder. It was said at our student conference as well. Um, is uh, man, the angels up in heaven, uh, they're not sitting around the throne of Jesus, uh, exalting uh, themselves or or talking about you know. Uh, maybe their circumstance or, or what God's necessarily done in their life or exalting that. They're just up there saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. I mean, all the attention, all the focus is on, is on God, right? Is that it's, it's fixed on him. And, uh, man, you can just feel it break within you whenever you, whenever you fix your gaze upon the living God, right? When you, when you recognize that, man, my entire focus, my attention I, I just, it just, it just broke. Like I just honed in and I get it now, man, Jesus, it's all about you. I, I, I just shift my gaze towards you. And all of a sudden the things of this world, they grow strangely dim, right? When we turn our eyes upon Jesus, amen. And so it's so important uh, that we do that. I'm so excited to get to be here with y'all tonight and to get to share um, a word for you guys. And I'm excited Patrick really kicked us off this morning, didn't he? Right? He gets in it, right? And that's, and that's what I love. I love. I mean, Patrick doesn't pull any punches. You know what I mean? Like he's, he tells it to you like it is. And I'm so thankful for that. And what an incredible start, uh, to this series of us looking at, you know, our, you know, am, am I just, am I just a groupie? You know, am I just in the crowd or am I really looking to group myself with other people? Right? Um, and, and it's even, you know, uh, Pastor Mark, I know is going to talk about this. And so I'm kind of jumping ahead into some of his, uh, into some of what he'll be talking about. But if you look at the life of Jesus, um, you know, man, his his ministry to the crowd or to the groups wasn't even really most of his successful ministry because a lot of those people didn't even go along with him, right? I mean, he he would kind of tell them some parables, right? He'd gather a big crowd, tell some parables, and everybody would leave kind of scratching their heads, unsure of what he said, you know what I mean? And then he'd pull his his disciples, his group, right over to the side. And he explained to them and he'd really teach them. And so, man, I just, I use that as an encouragement to say that it's so, it's so powerful whenever we really get together. Um, and that, man, we're, we're really jumping in, um, to, to being in a group, to being together with people. And so tonight I just want to talk to y'all very, very simply, um, just around the whole idea that together is God's plan. Together is God's plan. And so, we're just going to look at, at at what together is, um, and and how we can how we can do this whole being together thing really well, right? And I want to share some of these things to you tonight um, to encourage you individually, but I also I, I love I love our Sunday night crowd. I love the people that are here, and I really want to encourage y'all in this message because of this, because I really believe that that you all can grab a hold of this. And that, that this is something that you're going to not only embody for yourself, but embody for other people, right? That this is not something that you're just going to learn for you, but I really believe that this is something that you'll learn tonight that you'll be able to bring others into as well. So let's really have others as, in mind as we, as we even learn through some of these things tonight. That there's some things that may be important for you in, in, on an individual basis, but you may learn some things tonight to say, oh man, like that's, that's really good. Like I need, I need to make sure to keep that in mind as different people are coming into my life. And so if we look at Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, I want to start us off with a good promise. Don't you just love a good promise, right? Don't you love in scripture when you read a promise and you're just like, wow, that's for me? Man, that's awesome. I'm so glad that that was written for me, right? So Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. 
Here's what is, is said to the Israelites, right? Here's a promise um, that, that some of us want to cling to today. And this is a promise that was given to the Israelites. It's well known. Most of us can quote it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And these are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He has plans. I want to look at you, everyone and you say that God has a plan for your life. He has a plan. He has a plan. He has a plan. And not only that, but man, God, he, he's got, he's got to say, he wants to prosper you and he's got a hope and he's got a future for you. He is a hope and he has a future for you. So I just want to speak that, man, you, you may have served the Lord your entire life. Maybe gone, gone to church ever since you were born into the church. If you're like me, amen. Like it wasn't a choice, right? You just came to church. Been in church, maybe served the Lord your whole life. But I, I'll tell you this, I've learned, I'm only 29 years old and I've learned in just being 29 years old and serving the Lord my whole life that there comes a time where maybe you doubt that God does have a plan, doubt that he does have a hope, doubt that he does have a future, all right? Maybe something creeps in. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's a circumstance. Maybe um, it's it, it, it's people, you know what I mean? Uh, and, or, or, you know, it could be any sort of thing that, that just comes in your life, and maybe for whatever reason in that season of life, just some doubt creeps in, or like maybe, man, does he really have a hope for me? Is there really a future for me after what happened to me? Is there really a plan in all of this? And so I just want to, again, just say, man, yes and amen that th- that he does. And uh, it can be so important to be reminded of the promises of God that he does have a hope. He's got a future for you. And so some of you may- might need to really hear this tonight. The Israelites needed to hear it. They were in captivity. They and, and here's the deal. They were in captivity. And when this was spoken to them, they were going to be in captivity for another 70 years, right? And because, you know, we see right here um, where it says, then you will call on me, right? I mean, they, they were in captivity, and this was being spoken. So some of you might be here tonight, and you're like, I'm in captivity. You know what I mean? Like, I, there, there's some things that just, just grabbed a hold of me, and I just want to let loose of them. You know what I mean? I mean, I love God. Like, I, I've served the Lord, but, but maybe there's just some things that you want to find freedom of, right? And so, anyways, I'm just so thankful that because of the cross that Jesus went to, right, because he conquered hell in the grave, that we can, we don't have to wait 70 years, right, in a moment, right, we can call upon the name of Jesus, that, man, God, God has a hope and a future right here in front of us in the person of Jesus Christ, and so here's the deal, we need some help getting there, all right, we need some help getting to this hope and a future, and if you're here tonight, and maybe you're struggling with, with that hope, with that, with being future oriented, you know what I mean? We're just kind of thinking, man, is there anything beyond tomorrow? Like, is there really a, a good plans ahead for me? Or maybe there's somebody in your life that you know. This is where I said we need to be others focused. Maybe you know somebody who they're hopeless. Uh, they, they don't feel like they have a future. They don't feel like God has a plan for your life. Well, let's look at what, what can really help them get to that place and not only get to that place, but stay in that place, right? And so, what do we need to get there? I'm going to tell you, it's all throughout Scripture, of course, right? we got to go to the Bible. It's all throughout Scripture. It's all throughout history. And you know what? What we need is actually in this room. Isn't that awesome? That in this room is what we need. You're actually probably sitting next to what you need. Behind you, in front of you, all around you in this room are people. There are people to your left, to your right. Come on, what we need 
to, to really walk towards a hope and a future in our life, to stay with, with just an, an understanding that God's promise for me is to have a hope and a future, that God has plans for my life. If we are to stay in that place, we've got to have people. And so people is, is, is so important. I want to say it like this. Christianity is not an independent study. It's a group project. Right? So who remembers school? Anybody remember group projects in school? Anybody love group projects? I, <laughs> Patrick didn't. Okay, here's the deal. I loved group projects. Okay, I was all about a group project. You want to know why? Because I was always going to make sure there was somebody smarter than me in my group. Okay, so that's why I loved group projects because I was going to find the person that I knew how to do it well. I was going to get them in my group and I'll say, hey, come on, I'll do whatever you say. Let's ride this thing to an A. Come on. And those of you guys who hate group projects. It's because you were the one, right, leading the group towards the A. You were probably doing all the work. And so, uh, so thank you for all of your, uh, for your hard work is what I want to say. But man, isn't that, isn't that Christianity that man, it, it's not an independent study. It's not us going off on our own and, and just going at, going through life alone. But man, it's, 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 it's a group project. It's us being together. It's working together. It's me saying like, man, I don't know it all. I don't have it all figured out. So let me go find somebody who's a little bit further along than I am, right? Let me go find somebody who's a little more knowledgeable of scripture than I am. Or, or maybe somebody in my season of life, I, I'm married and I have a son. And so I'm like, hey, where's somebody that's got three, four kids, right? Where's somebody that's got um, some elementary school kids, some teenagers, right? It's why me and my wife, as long as Patrick and Natalie... Are, are, have a parenting small group open, we are planning ourselves in that group because we know, we, we look at Patrick and Natalie's life and I'm friends with their kids and I see four, four out of four who, who, who love the Lord, who love their parents, right? Who love the church. And I'm like, hey, I want I want, I'm just going to sit in a circle and I'll just listen and I'll ask questions. That's the kind of group, when you talk about group me, group me in that. That's where I want to be at, okay? Because I know that I'm going to be better. Hey, listen, I know that I'm going to have a better hope in the future. I'm going to, I'm going to feel like I've got hope for my son Oliver, right? When I'm around somebody who's reminding me, say, hey, listen, the, the, listen, the toddler years are not forever, okay? He, he will learn. Keep the discipline. Keep going, all right? Listen, it may be difficult right now, but trust me, it, it gets, it gets better. And then it gets harder and it gets better and it gets even harder and it gets better. But you know what I mean? Like you have somebody who's there to remind you and is there to, to help coach you, right? To help encourage you, to empower you in those seasons, to give you wisdom, give you advice beyond your years. Listen, a lot of people, um, you know, I, I love, I love, I love the opportunity that I get to be um, in serving Christian World Church. But I want to tell you something. It is not by accident that I'm standing up here today. I actually am getting to walk in the legacy of my father. I'm getting to walk in the legacy of Pastor Bill Ligon. Come on, can we just celebrate Pastor Bill Ligon in this place? I... It's, it's because of mighty men of God that I got to watch and I got to watch model what being a man of God was like that, that I'm getting to do this today. And so it, it's, it's, of no, it's, I mean, yes, was I obedient? Yes. To the call of God? Yes. Did I try to learn? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I can't give myself credit, right? Glory to God. And then also thanks to be to the ones that God put in my life 
and I just, you know, tried to sit at their feet the best I could to learn and to glean everything that I could from their life. And I'll tell you, one of the best things that's kept me in the house of God is being with other people. Being with other people is what's kept me. When I went off to college at the University of Georgia, Newtown, never left Brunswick, been Brunswick my whole life, now one, two, that's all I ever knew, right? And so Christian little church, the only church, right? This has been it from, from the time I was born all the way up. So here I am in the big city of Athens, right? Not that big of a city, but big city for me. And I, and, and I'm trying to make my way and navigate through what I do the very first Sunday I was in town. I moved in on a Saturday. The very next day, where was I at? I was in a church because I knew that my best opportunity to succeed in, in, in my life up there was to get planted at a church. Now, I didn't just go to the church. Right. I didn't I didn't just attend when I got to the church. I found out that the pastor is a very small church. I found out that the pastor did a weekly men's Bible study on Tuesday nights. So you know what I did? I showed up on Tuesday nights to that men's Bible study. And man, I knew that not only was was my best opportunity to keep the faith, to keep going forward in the hope and the future and the plans that God had for my life was to be at church on some Sunday mornings, but also to be. At the men's Bible study on Tuesday nights, right? And now let me tell you what happened. After going through that and attending for a while, I, I, I've told this story before. When I went up to Athens, I did not tell anybody. I did not tell a single soul that I played an instrument, that I'd ever sang a song. As far as they knew, I could not sing or hold a tune whatsoever, all right? As far as they knew. They had no idea. Nobody knew. I was hiding. I, if, 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 if this, if this was, was my ability to sing, I had it hidden in here. It was not, was not sharing it at all, okay? And so that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to hide the gift that God gave me. Um, but it was through that Bible study that one week afterwards, uh, the pastor came up to me and said, hey, Mark, um, our worship leader's not able to be here, not able to be there this Sunday. Would you mind leading worship? Wait, how'd you know this was in here? You know what I mean? I had no idea how he found out. I just went with it. I just said, yes, sir, I'll be there. How many songs? Okay, I'll do it. And so I got my songs together. I led worship. I had no idea. I mean, I'm still, I'm just baffled of what happened. Come to find out. One of my good friends had visited the church the week prior and had been talking to pastor, my pastor, Travis Gay, and um, had told Travis, he said, man, Travis, we miss Mark so much. At our home group back home in Brunswick, him and Sam and a couple other guys, they would leave worship every Saturday, and man, we just miss him so much. Okay, you want to know how Chris knew that I led worship? Because we were in a group together, and, and we met every Saturday. Every Saturday. When I graduated high school, I met every Saturday with a group of, of, of young people, college age, 20-somethings, every Saturday because we were just hungry for Jesus. We said, hey, nobody else is doing this. Let's just meet on Saturday, somebody home who can make some food, and let's worship, right? And so Chris knew that because we we're in a group together. And then so here I am in Athens, and how does Travis – because it would be one thing if Chris told Travis – that, hey, this guy in your church leads worship. Travis had 
intimate relationship with me because I was in his Bible study. So he knew me by name because I was in his group. And so how did I end up walking in the plan and the hope and the future that God had for me in Athens, Georgia, of getting to lead worship at Awakening Church, which ended up being one of the most treasured seasons of my life. I still look back on it, um, just the opportunities that I got to have through Travis and Jessica Gay. I still love them, and uh, and, and when I get the opportunity, I go visit them, and, and they let me um, uh, lead worship whenever I come back. Uh, it's just an incredible, awesome thing. It's because I was in a group. It's because I put myself, I planted myself around other people okay even when you try to hide when you put yourself around other people what god has placed inside of you has to come out all right and so that's why i think that man being together it's it's just better and this whole christianity thing it's a group project we're not meant to go out and do life on our own so here's what hebrews says let's let's continue to look into scripture right so hebrews 10 23 through 25 says this let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and toward good deeds not giving up meeting what's that word together say it with me together right as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching Let's not give it up. So God has designed Christianity for us to be together. And so I got a few points that we're going to set up and then I've got a few practical um, things that we can look at. So here's the first. Here's the first thing we've got to know about together. And that is together group relationship community. It's God's plan. So together is God's plan. Alone is never the best plan. Being off on our own is never the best plan. Being together is God's plan for all of us, okay? Here's what I want to say about small groups, okay? Small groups are not just a uh, man-made function of a church, right? Home groups, it's not just some man-made function. It is a vehicle that we use to bring people together. But here's the deal. Together is God's plan. So what we have to realize is that when we come to church and, and maybe you've had different church experiences. And so maybe you say, oh yeah, my, th- the last church, you know, they, they did, they, they called them connect groups or life groups or di- discipleship groups or home groups. Oh, you know, it's, it's all the same thing, you know, just different name. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe that's, that's just your mentality with it. What I want us to do is, is overcome some of that and look back to just at, at, at the foundational level. Level, that whatever you call it, whether it's a life group, a connect group, a discipleship group, home group, Saturday group, whatever you put out the name on your group, the being togetherness that you are doing is God's plan. That God always had that plan together. They may not have called it small groups uh, back in Acts, okay, but they were together and that being together was God's plan plan for them because god knew that man this gospel right this good news of jesus christ is going to be better spread when we are together right moving one body together um knowing one another encouraging one another sharing our 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 hurts and our burdens with one another and so going at it alone is never the best plan always together always together the god's plan for for humanity is that we be together now here's what we got to do now together is god's plan but then let's go ahead and, and address this one. This next one is that together isn't always easy. Okay. So I want to go ahead and, and just hit that real quick because it's important. Some of you are maybe already thinking this. It's like, Hey, listen, people 
this whole together thing, it involves people. And that's the problem, right? Because people are the ones that have caused the most hurt in my life, right? Maybe that's what you're thinking. It's like, Mark, man, okay, I get it that together is God's plan. But, man, being together, it, that's just not easy because people aren't easy. And people have caused me a lot of hurt. Here's the deal. It's not easy. Together, it, it could be messy. Uh, it takes work. It could be inconvenient especially in our western world right i mean we the way the way things are set up in america it's not always easy uh to do things in life together right because maybe we have our our suburb or or we have our own house that we drive out to what i what i what i kind of like to look at um in the book of acts and in the early church is just the proximity that they had to one another and so together was was man just culturally really easy i would think that comparatively in america today that together you know it isn't it doesn't flow as much right but we got to overcome some of those inconveniences let's work out our schedule right come on let's let's go ahead and put it on the calendar save it in your phone whatever you got to do to say hey this is my day where i'm with other people right and i'm not going to miss it this is a protected time all right no matter what comes up i don't care if it's in you know i'm gonna i'm gonna overcome whatever inconvenience it might be because i know it's important that i'm together with with other people uh, but but like i said some of our biggest wounds in life have come from other people and so maybe your biggest obstacle to getting get together with other people is the people but i want to remind you that god's plan is still for us to be together so here's what i want to here's what i want to make sure that you hear is that yes have you experienced hurt with people? I'm sure I've experienced hurt with people. Here's what we want to make sure that we don't allow to happen. What the enemy would love to do is he would love to drive a, a further wedge, a further ditch in between you and other people based off of a hurt that you've experienced from another person, right? And so here's what I mean is that maybe you've experienced a hurt from somebody. What the enemy wants to do is the enemy wants to come in and, and take that hurt and multiply it times 10, times 20, times 100, how, however much collateral damage the enemy can cause based off of that one event, the enemy will do so. And so what we want to do is we want to protect ourselves from the enemy's plan. And the best way we can do that, people, people that we can trust and trust doesn't come easy. And trust is a lot of times something that has to be earned. But here's what I, here's what I'll say is that, man, sometimes it takes a leap of faith, right? Sometimes it takes jumping off. I want to tell you guys a story. So when I was going to get married, a group of my friends, um, as I was approaching, uh, our, getting closer to our wedding day, a group of my friends said, Hey, you know, let's go have just a guy's weekend with Mark, celebrate him, you know, just kind of like a, a big bachelor trip together. And so me and probably like 12, 15 guy friends, we went and rented a cabin up in Asheville, North Carolina. And man, it was just the most awesome time of, of them just encouraging me. I mean, I really felt like it was just the sweetest time to really prepare me, you know, for the day that was coming. And I was just so, th- I'm so thankful for those friendships in my life and so one of the days we plan to go on a hike together right because a bunch of guys out in the mountains i mean we're just ready to go explore some woods together and just go hiking and so we hit this trail and we're going a long ways and we're starting to come back and we had passed by uh this little river that 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 cut through this um this trail and so when we walked down we noticed that there's some rocks that you could climb up right you see where i'm going with this there's a big ledge that we could climb up to and, you know, why not just go ahead and start jumping off into this stream of freezing cold water, right? And so 
I, I said, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. And I led the way. I said, hey, who's coming with me? All right. And there's a lot of guys who are fired up. And so what we did was is there's this really big rock and it was jumping out. You know, it was kind of uh, set out over 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 the stream. And so I, I, I said, hey, listen. I'm going to set the tone. I'm going to lead the way. And so I climbed up on this rock. I climbed all the way up and I jumped off. And then on the other side, there was this kind of rocky bank, uh, bank on the other side that you could swim over to. And so I swam over to that other side and climbed up on the other bank and sat there. I said, all right, who's next? And so one by one, uh, my more daring friends started to follow me. And one by one, we went from being on this side of the bank over to the other side of the bank. Okay. And so, you know, each one kind of keeps going over, jumps off and we're all hooraying. And then it gets down to the last one or two. Okay. And I could tell, I could see it on their face that. This wasn't something that they were excited about, right? And so that's where I say some of you thinking about, man, getting in a group, that's not exciting. Like, that's kind of scary, right? I don't want to do that. I, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a leap too big for me, right? And so, man, but what was so awesome and, and what I really want to do and what I hope happens in your life is, uh, is, is, is we didn't put any peer pressure on, but we just begin to celebrate and champion these guys, right? Like we were just chanting their names. I mean, we're just like, you could do it. You know what I mean? And so my last friend, I've never, I'll never forget this. I mean, he gets up on, 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 on this rock and I mean, he's just, you can just see it all over him. I mean, he's trying to psych himself, psych himself up and he's breathing and he's, <laughs> And we're just all going, you can do it, you can do it. And then finally, one, two, three, and he jumps and, and splashes in and comes up from the water. And we're all just shouting and celebrating. And he swims over to the other side and we're all over there together. And we're just, we just had this moment together. And man, what I would love to see happen in your life for those of you who say, man, I've experienced hurt. I've experienced pain. Man, I, I'd much rather be jumping off that cliff into that cold water than, than getting around a group of people, right? Because, man, people have really hurt me. What I would love to do is just to celebrate and to champion you and say, man, you can do it. We believe in you. And I believe that there's people on the other side of your big decision to jump and take a leap of faith out into the unknown that are going to say, man, awesome. Way to go. You are, man, how incredible. I'm so proud of you that you took a leap of faith, that you jumped out there and did that, right? Right. And so it takes a leap of faith a lot of times because together isn't always easy, but it's important because we don't want to allow the enemy to take our wounds and our hurts and just isolate us into bitterness, into frustration, into deeper hurt. Right. Where things just go unresolved. We've got to make that choice to go towards other people. Here's the deal. We've never been more connected yet more isolated we've never been more connected yet more isolated in this world here's what i mean we have right now i have access <laughs> to hundreds of people I, I i call one of my friends weekly who lives in england isn't that crazy that's insane to grow up in a world where I'll have to do is just press a couple buttons and I'm on the phone with somebody, you know, in a completely different time zone across the Atlantic Ocean. How awesome is that? I'm so we're so connected yet. It's so true. And studies are showing over and over and over that people in 2019 being the most connected are feeling the most isolated they've ever been 
in their lives. And here's a statistic. Here's a fun one. And here's a sad one. Here's, here's a funny one. There are more cell phones in this world than there are toilets. That's a statistic. Now, here's a sad one. 25% of teenagers say that they have no friends. 25%. That's one in every four. So if you lined up four teenagers right here, one of them says they don't have a single friend. Yet, they have every social media platform you could imagine. They've got, on average, a young person, a teenager has 300 followers on Instagram, on average. So they have all these followers where there's no friends. There's no people that know them. They have the groupies, but there's no group me, right? There's no, there's no context, there's no relationship. Man, what are we doing to combat that? You see where I, where I, when I say that this is so much more important than just us, that it's others focused as well. There's an epidemic in our society that we get to overcome. Y'all, we have the answer. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like, like we have the answer to the world's problem of being so isolated and disconnected. And it's been the same that it's been all throughout scripture. The Bible tells us we are better together. That man, scripture shows us that we're to do life together, that we're to be in relationship together. The early church has shown us since the beginning of the church that we're to be together. We're to be in relationship with other people, that it's life on life. It's not separation. We have the answer. It's, uh, it's on us. It's on us we we, we've got to be the ones gathering people to ourselves drawing people in bringing people in say hey man i i want to see you come on tuesday night at my house come on thursday we're going to meet at the church friday come on we're praying this morning over here come on how are we bringing people along for the journey it's not easy but here's what we have to do you saw it earlier is that together it takes a choice it takes a choice we have to choose we have to decide within ourselves and this isn't just a future choice this is something we have to decide within ourselves even now not just like i'll get around to choosing no no no. i'm saying that like uh, let's decide within ourselves and say as for me i'm going to be together with other people and i'm going to bring as many people as i can along for the journey right and i may not be the most extroverted person right i may not be the best people connector person but you know what i bet i know at least one lonely person in this world that i can go up to and i can say hey ask how their day is doing ask how i can pray for them ask if they have any friends ask if i can be their friend and then be their friend right come on i can be a friend to somebody takes a choice takes a choice i'm not just going to be in a crowd i'm going to be in a circle it's a choice that we have to make and so let's choose to 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 find a way to get other people involved um and so here's the deal if if maybe you have some more further anxiety about getting in a group or starting a group or leading a group or unsure about what getting together should even look like i want to share a few more things with you just a few more points and um i share these with you so that we can all embody these values well, all right? So these are sort of like a how-to, right? So the first three were like a, hey, these are kind of like whys, right? The the next three that I'm going to share are kind of like our practical how-tos, okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at the life of David, very simple, and we're going to look at three relationships that David had. And we're going to look at the relationships that David has as an indicator of how of what we need to do in our relationships today, all right? So... Acts 13.22, Acts 13.22 says this, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. 
I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. He will do everything I want him to do. Man, isn't that so awesome? Like, what a guy. Like, like David was given this level of recognition of being a man after God's own heart. How did he get to that place? How did he get to, in Acts 13, 22, God testified concerning David. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. See, here's the deal. David didn't have the best pedigree in the Bible, right? Didn't have the best situation. His early days didn't necessarily indicate that his latter days would be as amazing as they were. And so how did David go from this isolated shepherd boy, just being faithful and independent? How did he navigate all the way to being a king? And one of the best things that I see in David's life, other than his obedience, right, is the relationships along the way. And so let's look at a few of those relationships. So in 1 Samuel 16, 12 through 13, it says this. The Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. What I love about this is that the prophet Samuel, God sends Samuel to David. That the prophet Samuel goes and finds David, right? And when he finds David, he calls out the best in David. Man, I'll tell you what, I, I love it when I see somebody who goes and, and, and just prophetically goes and seeks somebody out, right? To say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go find somebody that I can go speak life to. And so Samuel, sent by God, goes and seeks out David, calls him out from the place that, that he was in and anoints him. And man, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. David was, was alone, right? He was just tended to the sheep. Until somebody came into his life and began to speak into his future, right? It's so important that we get people into our lives that are going to speak into our destiny. It's so important that you find people that you can speak into their destiny. And God will use you to do it. Just as you use Samuel to speak into David's life. And so, man, what we see here, number one, is that what we do together, how, when we get together, here's what we do. The first thing we do is we call out the best in each other. We call out the absolute best things about each other. And we just celebrate. When we get together, we celebrate the great things that we see in each other. I like to say it this way. When we get together, we call out the gold. that We, we, we get to mine gold out of people, right? And now listen, it, it, sometimes it may take a little more mining with some of us than others, right? But the gold is there. Because I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, Mark, I know some people not sure if that mine has got a lot of gold in it, okay? I promise you it does. You know why? Because God created them. And and they're just waiting for somebody to come along who will spend enough time listening, right? Who will spend enough time loving on them to beat back some of those dark things and get to the gold within inside of them. Not to remind them of everything that's standing in between them and, and their and their gold uh, shining, but but somebody who will get down to that within them and call out the absolute best. And so when we get together, man, we we, we celebrate each other. We call out the best. And so it's one of the best things that we can do in life is when we get together, champion other people. 
I think it's awesome. Proverbs 27, 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. What an incredible opportunity it is when we get together to sharpen one another, uh, to really call out the best, to celebrate, to empower, to encourage. Man, you can do it. Keep going. Don't stop, right? Man, I see this thing in you. It's so incredible. Man, I see this gift that God's placed inside of you. Keep running after it, right? We need, we need those people in our lives, and we need to do that in other people's lives as well. And so here's number two. Here's what we do when we're together. We call out to God for each other. We call out to God for each other. So let's look at this second relationship for David. So David is anointed, right? Samuel anointed him to be king, but he's not king yet, right? Who's king? Saul. Saul's the king. And so David is now serving Saul, right? And man, Saul's seeing all this favor and anointing on David's life, and he's not too happy about it, right? And so here's what First Samuel says. In chapter 23, verse 15 through 16, while David was at Horesh in the desert of Ziph, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. And Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. I love that. I love, love, love that, man, Jonathan goes out to David and he helps him find strength in God in this difficult time. Because here's the deal. Life is hard. Life is hard. We go through stuff. And so let's make sure that we don't go through our hard days alone. Let's make sure that these hard days aren't all by ourselves, right? Let's make sure that, man, we're going through these difficult times together, that we have somebody, that we have a Jonathan in our life that is going to help us in our moment of weakness find strength in the Lord, right? Somebody that's going to remind us that, man, God has a plan. God has a hope. God has a future. You can get to this day. Hey, I'm praying. I'm believing for you. Sometimes all it takes is a text message, right? I mean, sometimes when I'm at my lowest moments, all I got, I, I have people that I know all I got to do is just send them a text and I'm going to get a text right back of them calling out to God for me. That all I got to do is just say, hey man, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. And I'm going to get a text right back that says, hey, here's how I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. Let me know if I can do anything for you. But just people reminding me that God's got a plan, that God's in it, that he has a hope in the midst of all of it. And so it's so important that we have people in our lives that are going to call out to God for us. They're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Um, Proverbs 17, 17 says this, a friend loves at all times. And a brother or sister is born for a time of adversity, for a time of adversity. I have people in my life who I know that God, that, that, that they were born for some of my times of adversity, right? I can look as I make God strategically, strategically placed you in my life for this time of adversity. And I'm so thankful that he did. Here's the third thing we do is that when we're together, we call out the truth to each other. So we saw first that we call out the best in each other, right? We see Samuel prophesying over David. We call it the best. Number two, we see through Jonathan that we call out to God for each other. Now, number three, here's what we see in Proverbs, uh, or no, sorry, in Second Samuel. David is now king. Saul's no longer in the picture. David, he's in power, right? He's got the power. And so... He still had great people around him, which is awesome. David made it to king 
But one uh, incredibly wise thing that he did is he still kept good people. He still, he, he kept good counsel around him. Now, there was one problem. David made a terrible, terrible mistake, as we know, right? David really messed up. But David didn't quite see it at first. And so uh, he, he doesn't quite see his mistake, this, this mistake he made. But thankfully, like I said, he has people around him. And so there's another prophet, prophet by the name of Nathan, right? So Nathan, this prophet comes to him. And I love how Nathan approaches this, right? Because Nathan's thinking like, this is my king, okay? How do I break it to him that he, th- I mean, he really messed it up. You know what I mean? Like he really messed this one up. Do I just come out and say it to him? And so Nathan says, what Nathan essentially does is he tells him kind of a hypothetical story, right? W- with a character, right? In, in the story. And David's listening to this story and he's, you know, kind of getting upset. He's like, man, who, who is, man, that guy is in the wrong. I mean, he gets upset about this guy in the story that Nathan tells him. And so then that leads Nathan all the way to 2 Samuel 12, 7. Then Nathan said to David, Amen. Hate to break it to you, but that's you. You're that man in the story that I just told. And all of a sudden it just broke over David. He he saw fully the sin. Sometimes we can reach a place in life, and this is what happened to David. Man, David was was crushing it, right? I mean, just successful. He 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 was king, right? He he was it was awesome. Sometimes in that moment, the blinders can get up, right? The things and we start there starts to be things that that we can't see, and we need the people in our lives who are going to call out the truth to us. They're going to say, "Hey, listen, let me tell you a story." <laughs> Right. Who are going to gently remind us to say, hey, listen, I think I think you're not I think you're missing something. I I think you don't see something. Can I help shed light on something that I don't think that you see? It's because I love you. Right. And so we need those people in our lives. And it's because Nathan did that that we get Psalm 51. Right. If you've ever read Psalm 51, what an incredible passage of scripture. Man, it's because of Nathan's obedience to really show David his mistake is sin that drives David to this place of repentance. And I'm so thankful that for, for this as a believer that, man, if a man, if the guy who's quoted in the scripture is being the man after God's own heart, if he can mess up, man, hope for me, right? Come on. God's grace is good for me too, right? His grace is sufficient for all of us in this room that when we make a mistake, man, God's grace is sufficient for us. And so we've got to be careful that we're not blinded to our, our mistakes. So we've got to make sure to have people in our life. Here's, here's a great proverb. 27 verse 5 through 6. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Wow. I mean, just let that sink in for a little bit. Because it's easy as humans for us just to really go around like, man, just go ahead and like, just tell me the good things. Tickle my ears a little bit. Like, I, I just, I just want to hear the good. I, I, I just want to hear like the nice things. Like, you know, and so sometimes, sometimes in life, we'd much rather be in the counsel of somebody who's not even really a friend as long as they'll tell us what we want to hear. And so it's important that we're making sure that, man, wounds from a sincere friend. Somebody who really loves you is better than all that fluff that we're getting from somebody who's just telling us what we want to hear. And so, man, one of the most powerful things that we can do 
to group ourselves with other people is what we're signing up for is we're signing up to be held accountable. We're signing up to not be able to hide. We're signing up to have to grow, to be discipled, to, to, to mature in our faith that man, I, I'm not wanting to stay here. I don't want to just stay at this level. I've got to get better. I've got to be held accountable. I've got to have people in my life who are mirroring back to me what they see. I've got to have people in my life who are speaking into, who, who are, who are calling out the best in me, right? I've got to have people in my life who are calling out to God for me. I've got to have people in my life who are just speaking to me the honest truth in love and encouragement, but the truth nonetheless of how I need to grow in my life, of the areas that I need to work on in my life. And so it's so important that these three things are evident. So when we get together, we call the best, we call out to God, and we call out the truth. And so here's how we'll end. I'll end by saying this. Wouldn't you just love for there to be a written out, detailed game plan for all this hope and future stuff that we read about earlier? Like, wouldn't it be awesome if with Jeremiah 29, 11, there was just this written out game plan that God has. Like, hey, here you just check these boxes, the plans, the hope, the future, it's all yours, right? Wouldn't that be so great? Unfortunately, not the case. It's not how it works. The path is often unknown, right? We, 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 we often can't see all the way down. That's why he's a lamp into our feet, a line into our path. And so that's why I remind you in this, this is what I end on, that we have to decide, we have to choose to step out in faith. Corey Ten Boom says this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Isn't that good? Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Here's what I want to remind you. As we're thinking about, man, how can I group myself? How can I get in a group? How can I lead others? How can I bring other people? How can I incorporate people into relationship? It's a lot, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of, man, I don't know how this is going to pan out. I don't know where this is going. It happens to me a lot whenever I have somebody who maybe wants to meet with me. I had somebody text me and say, hey, man, can I come over? I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know where this was going to go. I just knew they were in distress. I just had to trust that unknown time. Say, hey, God, I feel your peace. I believe they're in. I believe that this person needs relationship with me right now. I believe that they're better together with me right now. And man, I saw God do an incredible thing, an incredible work in that person's life just in that conversation. But here's the deal. Man, it's a lot of times unknown. And so we get to step out in faith. And so let's do that. Let's do that together. Let's be an other-focused church, right? Let's, let's think about others. Let's lift up other people. Let's not forsake meeting together. And here's the deal. When we say let's not forsake meeting together, we're not just talking Sunday mornings and Sunday nights, right? We're also talking about the moments throughout the week where we really get to grow, where we really get to, to dive into relationship, where we get to call out the best, we get to call out to God, we get to call out the truth for each other, right? It's so important. And just remember, together, it's God's plan. It's not always easy, but it's a choice that we have to make. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for tonight. We celebrate you, Jesus. We worship you. We thank you for all that you're doing in Christian World Church. Thank you for encouraging us tonight, God. We, we want to leave this place, Father God, empowered to go make a difference in people's life, God, to just go and embody your vision, God. We want to go embody the vision of this church, Lord, 
to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference, Jesus. Help us to bring people along for that journey. Help us to bring people into our lives. Help us to make space in our lives for other people. We love you, Jesus, and we celebrate. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Here's what I want to do. If anybody needs prayer afterwards, I want to make myself available to you up at the front. Uh, if you need prayer, uh, we would love to minister. It, it, even if it's not related uh, to anything with the message tonight, if anybody needs some healing prayer, uh, maybe you're going through something, man, would you just come up up to the front? I, I would just love the opportunity to pray with you. And, uh, and or, if, or if you need anything, any sort of ministry tonight, let's just make uh, make make that uh, available uh, to each of you. Um, and if you stand up, let's 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 say a blessing before we leave. Well, blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe. You've commanded blessing to be spoken over your people. Lord, we just pray right now. I speak to every single person in this room. Lord, I just pray right now, Lord. I just pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord lift up the light of his countenance on you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.